What's up, you gorgeous, somewhat dumb motherfuckers? That was a bit rude of me to call you dumb. And motherfuckers, actually. Motherfuckers is not, unless you're into MILFs, not particularly nice thing to say. I take it all back, actually. It's been a while since I did one of these. If you're watching this on YouTube, you will see I'm in a lovely new location. This is the new podcast studio. This is where, behind me, if you're listening to this on audio, this will mean nothing, so I'll make it quick. Behind me, if you're listening to this on audio, I just leant back and showed people, will be where the podcast is taking place. It's a fucking TV studio, basically. I built a TV studio. I went to NBC. I worked I worked at NBC for a week, and now I think I'm a TV producer. So if you're like a press agent watching this or listening to this, and you're like, oh, I've got some people that are in Glasgow, I don't want to do remote. I've got people that are in Glasgow. I want to talk to them. I don't care who they are. Guess what? They don't even have to be drummers, as you'll find out in a minute. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, I've got a lovely sweatshirt on. Oh, it's lovely. It's quite quite a thick, warm thing. Where did you get that from, Craig? Actually, I got it from www.thedownbe.at, so it spells downbeat. Bunch of new shit on there. Please... Please pick something up so I can afford this studio. What I didn't think of when building this studio inside my house is that there's three fucking animals that just wait until I record something and need it to be quiet and then they sort of start clawing at stuff, climbing over shit, making noises, having fights. So if you hear any of that, sorry, that's now a feature of the podcast. Think of it as a little extra bonus. My guest this week is Isaac Hale of Knock Loose. He's the guitarist. He's, I'm sure he's some of the brains as well as just being the guitar brain behind the band. Uh, we caught up in a Chinatown hotel room in New York, which if you're watching this on YouTube, you will see sort of looks a bit sexy. We jerry-rigged something up so we could get the nice video. Um, thanks to the people at Rode. Not an ad, but kind of an ad for the lav mics I used. I think it sounds quite good. Um, but the real the real star of the show is Isaac. We had a lovely chat about everything from his band becoming massive on TikTok with the Arf Arf. We talked about their EP, A Tear in the Fabric of Life, and the accompanying animated video, which if you haven't seen, it's fucking amazing. Go and have a look at that. We talked about their tour with Suicide Boys, how that came about. We talked about their current tour, which they're on right now with Bring Me the Horizon, which hadn't begun by that point. I think it happened the day afterwards. We talked about Ramen and his Dream Festival, of course. That's about it. It's Isaac Hale from Knock Loose on the Downbeat Podcast. Yeah. Talk to me about this bravery. Yeah. What do you mean you're brave? Well, with uh, water. I'm not actually. If it's, there's, well, what happens is someone, like, I'm really thirsty, right? And I don't that want. That sounds I, wrong. Yeah. Especially in this yeah, se- yeah. sexy yeah, in this, room that in I've our, created. In, in our mini porn. That we're Jerry-rigged making. porn room. Yeah. What happens is I'm thirsty and I want a soda. Or no, excuse me, not a soda. I want a, I want a fruity beverage, something nice. Okay. I can't, yeah. I can't get it, so I want water. But someone tells me, ah, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. You want a fruity beverage? Yeah, I want a beverage. Can't get to it. Want a water? Need something to quench my thirst. 
someone tells me oh, I should probably get a bottle of water because it's not safe, but I really can't be bothered to what, to do what that. country? Any anywhere besides? I mean, maybe won't. Maybe not Southeast Asia. Maybe I'm not drinking Southeast Asia. Hotel water. Hotel water. No. Anywhere else, I'm pretty fine with it. My issue was watching. Did you see that documentary on Netflix about the girl that climbed into the tank in that hotel, the Hotel Cecile in on Tiguero? No. You don't, right? Okay. So that what's the venue? We just played it with Prada in LA, and it's in Tiguero. I can't remember what it's called. You've definitely played it. I have definitely played it. Don't know. There's a hotel. I want to say Cecile is yeah. up the road, yeah. and there was a people were starting. The water in the hotel room was tasting weird. And they were like, oh, that's weird. And then the water in the hotel like, room. Kind of tastes like there's a person. <laughs> in my in water. There. So there was like a, there's a, like a slight red tint to it later. And then it basically transpires that there's a, a woman's body in the water thing. That's on the ceiling. Cool. That's awesome. I mean, is it? <laughs> but like, yeah. that's how people found out. And then now when I'm in a hotel and they just, there's no bottles and there's just a glass, I'm like, is this going to be body? I will say, I kind of, I try to test my, I feel like testing my luck though, because I will say that I've never had a water related stomach issue ever. Never have I drank something, like drank water and been like, oh, I got food poisoning, drink poisoning from that. It's not happened to me once. Wait, but that means you must be able to pinpoint every food poisoning ever. I haven't had food poisoning very often. I have a pretty strong run, run, stomach. Run me through these food poisonings. Okay, Taco Bell. Like me too. I don't take. I don't like, eat it anymore. Like okay, no, I still fucking love it. Really? But this was like twelve years ago. It fucked me, and I've forgiven it since. And weirdly, Taco Bell is still appetizing. It fucked me once, and it fucked Will partly really badly once, and now I know it fucked you. I'm just out. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's, I mean, there's better stuff for you, so. You know, it was the lettuce from the Crunchwrap Supreme coming back out mm. was really just. It's cool that you're able to it, define. Oh, uh, yeah. That, you know, <laughs> that's what it when was. people are like, oh, I can't drink tequila anymore because, oh, the way it tastes oh, on the dude, way out. That's Taco me Bell with lettuce. Taco Bell lettuce. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I can't do it. Because it was, I must have been like, it must have been late at night. I probably had a few drinks and. I, I wasn't chewing. I was just yeah. swallowing the disease and the lettuce. Yeah. And then it came back up undigested. That's a crazy thing to be able to identify coming out of you is lettuce. Because I just think lettuce is water in solid form. Well, does that mean that the... Because most food poisoning comes from lettuce. Mm. comes from the salad. I did not know that. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Badly stored salad. Because this... Anything that and has... And to think that people growing up your parents are always telling you to eat salads. No, you should eat it's all Oreos. Bullshit. Yeah. If you want to be, if you want to stay away, yeah. eat Oreos. Go to the gym and eat Oreos. It's fucking absolutely perfect. I do one of those things. <laughs> Give me another food poisoning, and we're gonna find out if it was water or not. Um, it was. I think it was after Outback Steakhouse. Really? Again, when I was a child. But and again, not def not that one's not definable. I knew the Taco Bell did it the first time. I don't know if it was Outback this time. What like, did you I had a pretty strong stomach. What did you have at Outback? Mac and cheese. This is what I was. There's a kid. no way. 
Yeah. I, it comes out nuclear. Yeah. So the disease has been, the map of disease has been yeah. out. Nah. Maybe it was the water. Probably the water. Outback. The outback Where water. was the outback? It was in Louisville, Kentucky, which, no, which... <laughs> sounds like it was the war. No, Louisville actually has... Uh, this was 2020. It was like 2019 or 2020 was voted the healthiest, clearest water in the United States of America. That's not a joke. Isn't it like landlocked? No. What you got? You got water at the... I don't where, fucking know. It is. It's like in the middle of nowhere. I What's the states around it? Indiana... Oh, fucking hell. West Virginia, <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> how is everyone? Ohio. How is everyone I know from Louisville like cool? And then well, because ones? it's the one haven of cool in, in that. Because like, there's nothing really else going on. Like even Louisville in Kentucky, like everything in Kentucky sucks. But then Louisville's like pretty cool. Yeah, and in so Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana specifically is in my top five least enjoyed places. You know what? I'd rather be, this is, you know what? I'm wrong. I was about to say I'd rather be in Fort Wayne than Indianapolis. I don't think that's true, but Indianapolis is fucking terrible. Sorry if you're from Indianapolis. Is that, sorry. see my geography's bad. Indianapolis, is that in Indiana? Yes. It would make sense. Yes. Is Minneapolis? No. Is that in Minnesota? Yeah, you're the correct. The way Americans name shit is yeah. so We're dumb. so cute. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're so cute. Let's make this about your bands. You play in a band called Knock Loose. I do. I had a wardrobe malfunction today. Yes. Because of your band. Why? Um, because what happened was I'm just off nine weeks in the States. Yes. I have no clean clothes. Mm-hmm. That suitcase that we have... Jerry-rigged. Jerry-rigged as a tripod. Yes. Is filled with unwashed clothes, except I found three t-shirts. That's awesome. Dying dying which one I'm wearing, thankfully, but the other two are both not loose. Mm. So I can't do the podcast where I'm... What what am I, the fucking guy from... Yeah. What is it? Fucking bees? Yeah. So, yeah, I've got my dying wish. I've got my cred. (laughs) Um... I tried to wear the purple knock loose shirt on mm. Seth Meyers and they didn't want colour because the background was blue and it didn't look good. Well, I'm offended. I tried so hard. Yeah. I love that t-shirt. It's a good t-shirt. You know what's crazy? When you're at metal shows and hardcore shows or whatever, people, it's, it's always the black t-shirt yeah. that sells usually. It's like you do some cool, pretty colour yeah. and you're like... Oh, we worked really hard on this cool color and no one fucking buys it. Yeah. And we just did this rap tour and everyone wanted that purple shirt. It was the only shirt that was sold. That's fucking cool. Which is crazy. Suicide Boys. Yes. How did that come about? How the fuck was it? So normally we just hear about, I just assume that this was something that came out through a manager or a booking agent or whatever. But actually I think... It started with Ruby, um, one of the vocalists, one of the guys, just liked the band and was just like into us. And we played with Suicide Boys uh, at Knotfest last year. Yeah. And he approached us then and was like, hey, I'm trying to get you on our thing. 
that we got going on. And we were like, oh, fuck yeah. But we didn't know that that would happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got the offer and we just assumed it was because the dude dug what we were doing. And then we show up first day and yeah, it's like everyone's super sick. That dude comes up and it's just like, thank you for doing this. Like you go, y'all are the shit. Talks to us for like a fucking hour or whatever. Um, so I think that's how we got hooked up with it was just the dude's dope and liked the band. Uh, and it was awesome. How big were the shows? It's the biggest shows, almost the biggest shows I've ever seen in my life. Wow. What not not counting fests, but I've the, my, the biggest show I've ever seen in my life was Metallica in my hometown, and that was 25,000. Yeah. And these shows were like, it's Albuquerque, New Mexico, sold out 16K. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. Oh, like, oh, it's pretty good day. 18K. Pretty good day. You know, 19K. Oh, today sucks. It's only a 9,000 cap room. That is insane. What's yeah. the, what was the lineup? That tour is finished. So that tour is going on now without us. And then we come back for two more shows. We're playing Red Rocks for the first time. Oh, I'm so and jealous. And it's two back-to-back shows. It's back-to-back shows. Um, but... That's on my bucket list. I'm fucking stoked. I don't know. Like, obviously, it's, like, mostly a seated venue. So, it's, like, kind of sucks for, like, a metal band. But just, like, being there and being like, oh, look at the cool-ass rock. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> that's like literally, oh, yeah. wow. I want to be seen, on the stage. I've seen the rock. It's <laughs> yeah. cool. Like, fuck yeah. Um, I always wonder what the acoustics are going to be like. Because that's, probably a, that's terrible. a lot of fucking rock. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Yeah, like so right there as well. It's we, slap back. We have the, I have this joke that it's just like it's just going to be the worst <laughs> experience ever. It might be. Um, but uh, the lineup from uh, bottom to top was DJ Scheme, who's Ski Masks uh, DJ does like a DJ set, which is basically just playing popular music. Cool. And he mosh calls over it, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, and then uh, Maxo Cream. And then uh, us, Snot, Ski Mask, Suicide Boys, and then Code Orange hopped on like not too long ago. And we did some shows with them and they were playing um, before Maxo. So they were second. Okay. Yeah. And then do you find that you're getting new fans from it or is it just like we're no one there knows who we are if there's sixteen thousand people there there's 10 people that know knock loose but is that actually translating or are they just going i mean it it has to with that yeah we don't we don't yeah because like the way that i view shows like that is like if i get five percent yeah, that's so people. many people. <laughs> that is so many people. So we just go up there. Like, we're just really good about going up there and just being like, okay, like, our stage now. Like, you belong to me now. Nice. So it's just like, you know, and we're screaming at people to do whatever. And the thing is, is that those crowds are usually really responsive because they're just so excited to be at a show like that. Not only, and not only that, but rap now is so... Like it edgy, you yeah. Know, the cross side so is edgy, crazy. Like, they're just asking for mosh pits and fucking like for people to fuck each other up and wall of deaths and shit. So it's like we're just asking them to do the same thing, except we play breakdowns, you know, which is inherently easier to fuck people up to. Yeah, exactly. Something about exactly. The so tone. sometimes there's a there's a you know barrier of entry where it's like oh we have to get them used to a guy going. Ah. Yeah. Or like, oh, it's a guitar. Like, That's wow. your Brian impression. Yeah. A guy going, ah! 
you know, it's like way higher than they're used to. But like, to be honest, like, like watching Suicide Boys sets, like those songs are heavy. <laughs> yeah. Like the Suicide Boys set is like a heavy set and they're asking for the same pits that we're asking for. So it's like, it translates. Not sure. to get like woo woo. Yes. Why do you think there is more heavy music in the mainstream right now? Because I did a bit of press this morning. Yeah. And this discussion came up and people had interesting thoughts. I think that it's a, I think it's a very like time and place thing. I can't really explain why it's happened, but I can tell you like there, there's a lot of like stars aligning right mm. now. I think I think that lately just like edgy the society's gotten edgier. Yeah. You know, people are just wanting edgier stuff because of that and because of that you have people you have rappers, right, that are going to rock guys to make rock records. Yeah. And then those kids are seeing that and then they're seeing guitars and then they're hearing punk rock, what they think is punk yeah. rock. And then they're like, oh, mosh pits, punk rock, that's cool. You know, you know, I mean, like we're in a world where it's like, okay, Machine Gun Kelly's gone pop punk, you know, and then Trippy Red has a rock record. You know, it's like that's the standard now. Like, that's what people are listening to half the time. I mean, even the, like, most popular rap, rap hip-hop songs are kind of just, like, emo tracks with yeah, a rapper over like, it. you know? That's been a thing for a while. Yeah, exactly. Well. That's been a thing Where for a while. Where they'll take, minute. like, fucking, like, the Pete, uh, not even a heavy song, but, like, Peep taking the postal service and exactly. shit like that. Just Exactly. And like stuff like that just means that all of that is in the limelight. And then that combined with the fact that you have a lot of great bands out right now, like Turnstile is like one of the biggest guitar bands in the world right now, yeah. literally. And that's just such a crazy stars aligning thing where it's like someone that goes to Coachella could listen to any Turnstile song and be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, oh, this is like. They what? fucking made Nevermind. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, it's literally like new Nirvana. Yeah. Like it's like the craziest shit ever. And like, I think there's a lot of that happening. You know, it's like the mainstream thinking that that's cool now mixed with a bunch of great bands popping off is why it's in the limelight like it is. You know what, what we were talking about earlier, what I was talking about earlier was like, it's really you too, Turnstile and Knock Loose are like, the two that are actually breaking out of their genre. Mm -hmm. And it's funny and it's interesting and it's fucking cool to me that you're the only two that I can, well, not the only two, but you are two non-laptop bands. Yeah. And you're breaking out. And I've got a theory about why, like, so you, you two, it's so much rawer yeah. than what, even in the heavy scene, than what heavy kids are listening to. If you think of a kid who's like 18, yeah. so they've only been going to shows for like maybe three years, yeah. and they only go to mainstream shows. In the last three years, probably, they just saw laptop metalcore. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Continuously, which is, you know, it has its place or whatever, people like it, it's cool. Yeah. Then a band comes out and it's like, they might not even know other, like raw music to them might sound as insane as like when we first heard like sample drums. Yeah. Like it's completely 180, 
but then might be at a show and be like, wait, what the fuck is this? Yeah. We, we noticed that with like Stray, obviously, when we were on a tour and it's, you know, I, I call them laptop bands. I'm not slating them. It's just like the bands with a lot of layers to the music that aren't on the stage. Yeah. They're trying to make it sound close to the record. And, or... and yeah, which is, you know, it has its time and place or whatever. But a lot of times we just have people come up to us at merch and be like, that was fucking weird yeah. and raw and angry and horrible yeah. and I forget that there's kids that probably haven't even seen like Brian's fucking vocals yeah there's no one doing I mean there, there is because of you guys but there's no one like doing that vocal yeah I mean my favorite vocalist is in my band he's yeah. fucking awesome and I think that there's an energy there that's not really replicated right now and but i see what you're i see what you're getting at there's probably some point to be made there about like oh like you know like a lot for like knock loose is still incredibly in how we play like relative to other bands we're still so amateur you know like we still we set up all of our own shit and we oh, get I saw up, Pat we fucking get up there. packing his drums down we, himself at yeah, the end of a festival still, headline set. Yeah, we still those. get, we still just get up there. We like that festival that you're talking about, Blue Ridge. We got up there, no click. Started late, you know, like set up all of our own stuff, you know, had you know, trying to run samples. Click starts going through the PA. Just turn off the click and just just go play the set. You know, it was like, and that shit happens all the time. It's like we. We still fuck up and make stupid mistakes, and like I said, I'm throwing my fucking guitar around. And but the, the goal is to not make it be a a perfect set. The goal is not we're not trying to make it sound like the record. Yeah, we're trying to make it sound heavy. Yeah. you know the live performance is a unique thing. You know that we're trying we're trying to give someone that someone's not gonna get from listening to the record. You know we want people to be in the moment, and I think that you know, a band like Turnstile or even a band like you guys, it's like, there's a, there's supposed to be a different energy there. It's like, you didn't go to the show to just hear the, the samples yeah. off the record, you know? The, uh, I literally, as you just said that, I think there's a point to be made there. I just thought about it and I was like, holy shit, this happened at the end of the eighties when everyone had the pitch perfect, uh, like Motley Crue, like that whole, yeah, that whole sound and pe- it went on for so long that people got so tired of it and then the biggest band in the world was Nirvana which was so so much rawer yeah if you look at fucking Dr. Feelgood versus Bleach yeah like it almost sounds like a fucking caveman compared to it but yeah people were they didn't know it but they were fatigued with yeah. that sound I mean like it's like when I was growing up it's like dude I I fucking love System of a Down like the band System of a Down I used to watch System of the Down videos all the time, and they sounded terrible. So bad. And it was awesome. <laughs> like, it was so sick. You know, like, or even Met- even Metallica, even a band like Metallica, it was just like, I remember watching Metallica videos, like, earlier, and they were, like, playing the shit, like, 40 BPM faster than it actually is, or just like, yep. and I was just like, man, there's, like, an energy there that's so cool. So, growing up, for us, it was like, we never... We never wanted like perfection out of the set. What, the most important thing about the sets is the crowd reaction and the vibe of the show, you know. And we even keep that in mind when we're because we do play to a click now. Yeah. And we don't use the record tempos. We just yeah, we literally same. we I 
get in a room and I set up a computer like this and I record us like voice memo style playing it and then I make the click. That's to literally that. what I did. Yeah. Although we no, we used to not play to a click and then there was Hellfest yeah. main stage. You know what that's fucking like. Yes. Forty thousand fucking people. And I did a bit of press afterwards and the guy goes, I noticed you played everything very quite fast. And I was like, okay, let me watch this back. And I was like, holy shit, I'm too fast at this yeah. point. So then I went back to an old live recording we have of the set without a click where it all felt right. And then I mapped that. Yeah. Dude, we play, we like, yeah, I used, I, I, I also did that. I like went back to old sets and I was just like, huh, this was a cool time. We played that song. All yeah. make it sound like that. But it's like, we don't like the record tempo now. Like we usually find, after playing a lot of these old songs for years, we've found better tempos for the song. Where the groove is. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, this hits way harder at this speed. So Are they faster or slower for the majority? It depends. I'd say most of it's faster. Yeah. But because we all know that playing faster is way more fun than playing slower. Way more fun. And also, <coughs> like, when you first get the record speed and then you play it live for that first time, it's just, it feels so slow. It's so hard to There's get into it. There's nothing worse <laughs> to me than like playing to a click or maybe not even playing to a click. Let's say, let's say you're just happen to be doing it and it feeling you slow. You want to be three BPM faster. Yeah, I'm just like, it makes me, it makes me incredibly angry. Like, oh, like whenever that used to happen, when I was like, oh, if we're fucking playing something slow, even if it was correct, if it was record tempo, if I wanted it to be that extra five yeah. to 10, I would be like, what the fuck? You know, I'd look at Pax on We'd the turn other. around. You know, and he's got the click in his yeah. head. Yeah, he's like, nothing you oh, this do. is the way that it is. Um, Tom's the same. Tom's exactly the fucking same. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and, and it also has to do with the energy of the show, too. It's like, oh, if the show's lit, I want to play faster, you know? Do you know that's a, what's a weird fucking thing that I've noticed as well? Because I, I, you, Pac's the only one with the click in his ears, yes, right? Yeah. I'm the only one with click in the ears on mine. The higher a ceiling is, the slower a song feels. Really? And it's even true when I'd go and when you next time you go see a band in someone with a super high ceiling who are playing the record speed, just tell me if it feels slow. Like I, I saw Ghost recently, and they just play everything. You know, they might as well be playing to a CD. It's fucking sick. I love it. Yeah. But it just felt so slow. I felt I'm like gonna I was notice on stage. that now. You've ruined, <laughs> ruined with fucking this. high ceilings. Yeah, yeah, you've ruined that. I used to think they looked super cool, and now I'm gonna fucking hate them. I walk into a high ceiling venue, and I'm like, that's gonna be shit. Yeah. The snare's gonna sound great, yeah. but I'm gonna be playing too do, slow. Do, can, yeah, do, do, yeah. <laughs> you did you leave the? This is a different segment of the podcast. We're off that bit mm, now. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Professional. That. Fuck that. Professional. Yeah. Um. Were you booked to do the whole of Suicide Boys and then this Bring Me thing came up or were you always doing Bring Me or... Okay, so there was originally three tours that we were supposed to do dates of all of them. Back to back. Yes. And what happened was we took... I believe what happened was we took all three yeah. and then one of them canceled. Right. So we ended up, but the space was still, is still there. So like, I'm, 
now I'm kind of pissed because I wish we could have done more of the Suicide Boys run. There was like a whole like week and a half break that we had where we weren't even on it because we were supposed to be on this other tour. What was the other tour? Uh, the other one was a, I think it was a Lamb of God tour. Oh. Um, but, uh, but now we just end up, we ended up doing these two back to back. So we did Suicide Boys part one, quick break, Suicide Boys part two, and now we're doing Bring Me the Horizon and we have some, we had some like off day mini runs that we did. Like we just did a mini run with Dying Fetus and Terror and Omerta. And then, but tomorrow we begin the Bring Me the Horizon. How did Dying Fetus go down with Not Loose? I always wanted to know how to play the guitar. It's not an ad for that, right? If you remember that ad, it's not an ad for that. Stay with me. It's the same ballpark. Are you a guitarist? You've managed to get this far. You've managed to get through the military-grade anti-guitarist systems at the downbeat. And I feel like it's only fair that I give you an offer for that. The lovely people at Neural DSP are giving listeners of the Downbeat podcast a whopping 30% off. That's 30 with an F, 30% off any of their plugins. So you can plug your guitar in and sound like anyone from Gojira to Pliny Tim Henson, Tom Morello, you want to sound like Stray? Load that one up. There's a nolly pack. If you're listening to this podcast, you know all these people. You want to get that tone straight out of the box or you can fiddle with it. I've been doing some fiddling. I don't even play the guitar. It's making me sound good. So look forward to my side project. Don't know what that's going to be. Not only do you support the podcast, but you support the wonderful people at Neuron bringing these plugins and they are wonderful people. Side note, got pretty hammered with them at NAM. 30% off any plugin at neuraldsp.com, excluding new releases until 90 days after they've released. The code is downbeat. That's downbeat at neuraldsp.com. Let's get back to the show. Thanks. Oh, good. It was yeah. moshing. It was, it was sick. Like, Naku's fans are pr- pretty, like... I know you got you got yeah like Nakus fans. We have a pretty wide demographic yeah. now, I, but as far so you as you definitely like, have kids now. You yeah, but cool I mean, as kids. far as it being, uh, you could definitely notice that there were some like younger kids that had never seen anything like fetus. But that's that. sick because you were introducing them to yeah, like, like they'd kids. hit a mosh part and it was just, like everyone was like, "What the fuck? Like yeah. this is crazy." Because people like they they do their like tapping bits and people would be like, "Oh well, this is kind of weird. I'm not used to this," you and know, then, and then go. And that's just the and sickest thing ever. You see, that's that's. I've never been like a huge fetus fan. I like Destroy the Opposition. Yeah. I like Stop at Nothing. Yeah. And then I kind of don't care about the rest. The what's the Reign of Reign Supreme? Reign Supreme. I kind of like that one. Yeah. Ah, I kind of like the wrong one to fuck with as well. Uh, okay, so that's now. That's yeah. now. Fucking, because I've felt the same way about fetus. I've I've felt the same way about fetus. Somehow I've listened to fetus for like yeah, such a long yeah. time, but I've never considered myself a fan. Exactly. The and same. then I like looked at all of the tracks, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm a right. fan of yeah, this." I know. <laughs> like, all of that's what just happened to me right tracks. then. I was like, I'm "Only these two albums and this one." I think what one. happens is with music like that, like you put on a full record, but it all kind of blends together. So you're yeah. like. Oh, I don't like. I don't know if I like like this as much as I think I do. But then you like you return to it, and you're like, oh, well, this is fucking sick. And it's then just a slam like, part happens. Yeah, I think there's definitely they definitely had like an area of a time when I didn't really fuck with them, like War of Attrition, like that. I guess War of Attrition two, yeah, uh, Reign Supreme, which someone will fucking comment and be like, that was one album. And I'll be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm yeah. a huge Dying Fetus fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I like that they have a record called Wrong One to Fuck With. Yeah, it's fucking Now they're right. kind of like in this mode. Like, as soon as they did that record and they like that and they released that that was the name, I was just like, oh, they're like self aware of how oh. hard this is. I mean, and how like ridiculous and awesome. Kill your mother, rape your dog. Yeah, it's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, insane. Like, there's not enough people still being theatrical in death metal, I don't yeah. think. There's too much like, Oh, we're really serious. It's like, no, you're not. You're talking about like decapitating people. Yeah, stuff. it's awesome. serious. I mean, fetus. I will say, like after I, I thought this the first time I saw him, which was when I was like 12 years old or some shit. I saw fetus for the first time at a summer slaughter a really long time ago, and then seeing them now, it's just like, I mean, I can't believe how tight that band is. The it's like fucking insane. Yeah, Trey's fucking wild, man. I mean, he's like one of the best in the genre. Realistically, also a three piece, so yes. like insane. You, 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 it's a sp- specific type of psychopath that can play that tight. Yeah, you know, they've been doing it for so long that it's fucking crazy. Like it, that tour was just us, like a bunch of people just like watching every day, just being like, oh my god. Yeah, it's almost like spectator sports at that point. Yeah, when the drummer is that good. And yeah, just like exactly because he's running a marathon yeah. the whole time. You know, and doing touchdowns, which is funny because Terror played right before them, and it's the same kind of deal, but just in a different style band yeah. of just like insane tightness, but just like a different energy to it. That's such a good lineup. Yeah, it was sick. That's done, and now it's Bring Me. Done. Who else is on Bring Me? I think the first artist is Sick Brain, and then the second artist is Grandson, and I haven't really listened to much of either of them, but I know that it's both like pop kind of stuff i know that's like i think sick brain's a little edgier and then when i listened to a grandson song it kind of just seemed like pop to me it was cool um but yeah definitely a crazy lineup for this do you know or think you were a ticket add-on as in you guys are worth a lot or someone in the band fucks with not loose I don't know. I don't know if anyone in the band fucks with us or not. I, we have like mutual friends. I know uh, JJ, who is the session guitarist, mm-hmm. definitely fucks with you guys, but so, I don't think he's got that much authority. Either, on, yeah, I mean, either uh, if they do like us, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And if it's a ticket thing, then we're glad to be here, yeah. <laughs> you know, regardless. I met a couple of the dudes briefly in Spain at Resurrection Fest and those dudes seem cool and like I think that's that is it Jordan yeah Uh, he's hit like Kevin up talking about fucking Jordan's the fucking man like he he's from where I'm from and we used to like play in bands together like not together but like we would play fucking fucking punk shows when we were like kids that's sick and then he this is my understanding of what happened I did a podcast with him so I can't maybe he proved me wrong but my understanding was he used to have a band in the scene, like the Reading Newbury area where I yeah. grew up, and they were called Worship, and they just sounded I like, remember hearing about this. They just sounded like Radiohead. They were fucking incredible. I remember, because I listened to that episode. Well, yeah, I think yeah, we talked about it on there, and Ollie was like, I want to sign you to my label, and then about halfway through like setting up a label, was just like, do you want to just join my band and make my band sound a bit like your band? Yeah. And it fucking paid yeah, off. Yeah, it worked a little bit. Because <laughs> I don't really like, I never, I never really fucked with the stuff that was like the Bury Your Dead style stuff, you know, like the old Bring yeah. Me. Yeah. But then Jordan joined and I was like, oh, this is. Well, I fucked with them. I fucked with the tracks back in the day. 
But I think pretty early on, um, because the first record's like math core adjacent. It's yeah, like it's like crazy. It's circle takes the square fucking. Yeah, and weirdness. I love that stuff. So like that's kind of what I was into. And then they did a traditional deathcore record, and I fucking love deathcore, so I liked that. But then by the time like they started getting into their discography, it was less so just me not only being a fan of the music, but also just being like, wow, this this like I'm blanking on the word, um, but the the transitions that they were doing between records, the evolution, excuse me, yeah. the evolution was so interesting to me. And that, to see it paying off. Yeah, like, I was just like, and now I think that they're the, de- Bring Me the Horizon is the definition of like, oh, that's how you do that. Yeah. Like, that's how you do that, right? Yeah, you know, it's 100%. Like, oh, you want to get bigger in heavy music that way? look no further and then know? like it's cool of them and you guys do the same kind of thing where they're like them this is where i was going with that question assuming it's not a ticket thing because you guys will have a lot of tickets it's fucking cool that they have essentially a pop package and for the majority of their fan base like rock fans yeah now, it's like kind of arena rock one of the fucking heaviest heaviest big bands at the moment on tour and you guys do the same thing where you do like a fucking house of blues tour and it's like momentum or like yeah, you yeah. just bring like yeah exactly tiny I've, little hardcore well bands. that's what's cool about bring me and i don't know if this is what's behind their decision to take us on tour which again if any of you are listening thank you very much the tour hasn't started yet but i'm very excited um is bring me sorry is bring me is like They've they've done this thing over the past couple of years, well, they, where they'll play a, a stadium rock set, and then the middle of the set just be like, "Hey, listen to this fucking shit," and just, just play. Tell Slate and not to watch his. Yeah, and song. they'll just play like the scariest stuff, and then you know it's like everyone's probably like, "This is I don't know what is going yeah. on," but I always thought that that was so fucking cool. I don't know if they're doing that on this tour. They're probably not, but. Um, just, I, if, I feel like that's kind of the vibe is just like, you know, throwing a super heavy band in there. Because Bring Me the Horizon still has like a heavy energy even in their new music. Like yeah. the last record that they did like has heavy parts on it, you know. so Yeah, it's fucking like that first track has a fucking Yeah, it sounds like there's like a Lamb of God riff in it and shit. Yeah. And, um, so like, yeah, I'm... I'm excited, and I'm excited to play for those kids because a lot of it is also just like a young audience is really yeah. important to me. Like, we haven't done a bunch of old people tours, you know, like you know how metal tours have a probably a bit of an older audience. I just audience. finished too. Yeah, I mean, it was great for us. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but we, like, I mean, we did Gojira, and it was fucking awesome. But like, it definitely goes over better with a younger audience. Yeah. You know, so that's why I'm excited. Plus, you get shows. the fucking longevity. Yeah. You can get, grab someone at 15. Dude. Also, you got 10 years out dude, of them. Being the scary band is always the coolest yeah. thing ever. I mean, we did a day to remember a couple years ago, and it's just like, there were some people that were just, get me out of here. You know, just like, scared you know but that's like a whole other cool thing you yeah. know in and of itself yeah it's yeah, like, yeah it's like I, I want people the way i get myself hyped up for the stage when i know the show is like that is it's like i would love for a good percentage of these people to be like that was so i don't want 
like that, you know, like I yeah. want to scare them away because I want them to have that memory of like, what? Because like that's either gonna wow you or terrify you. And either is cool. And either is cool. That was yeah. that's that, and you get the fucking the people like I remember, like when I first got the internet, the first thing I did on the internet, other than I think, jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the like second thing I did on the internet. Right after. It was mp3.com. Uh-huh. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Because... Great post-jerk-off band. <laughs> I, I come blood. It was topical. Uh, I, like, saw... I'd seen him on fucking Ace Ventura, and I was like, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Like, what is it? It's barely fucking music. Yeah. And then... Obviously, like, then search for it on the internet, yeah. and then it comes up like, oh, it's just as scary as I imagined. Exactly. Oh, I guess I'm into death metal now. Exactly. And like, there's two types of people. There's the one type of person that's like, nope, not doing that. I'll stick to this. And then there's yeah. the other person that's like, well, give me some more of that. The morbid actually, curiosity. Yeah. Give me some more of that before I Google images of train wrecks. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like, and like nowadays, kids are into edgier shit than ever. So, like, the metal stuff, a, a band like ours is going to appeal. Like, there's never been a better time for us to do a tour like Bring Me, you know? So, I'm fucking stoked, you know? And like I said, the, the rooms they booked on this are not fucking around. They're fucking massive, so... Um. When you guys do a big tour, which I guess all of your tours are big now, like a headline tour, mm -hmm. how does that compare to, like, a smaller show to you? Like, the, how do you feel about Barriers? Uh, we, the best knock loose shows that, like I said, our favorite, the, our favorite shows are always like a good, no barricade show beats out other shows. Yeah. That's kind of just like a given in our, even music. if it's like, yeah, even if it's like a 500 cap. Yeah, exactly. It's like the underworld. It's, it's a given. If the barrier, if the no barrier show is good, it beats out everything else. That being said, there's, it's, there are two different types of shows. And the goal is to make the big show feel like the small show. That's the main goal. When we go into playing, like if we're playing Hellfest main stage, yeah. it's like, okay, well, we're going to try to go into this interacting with the crowd to make it feel as intimate as it can be. Like I don't want it to seem... Like I we I don't want there to be a crazy division between the audience and you know and I want the energy to feel like it's shared and you know and it's it's so easy to feel that way when you're when there is a no barricade show you know when you're that close to people but the goal is to make it feel as intimate as it possible as it possibly can even if it's like a two thousand cap room or whatever. What's the smallest show you reckon you guys would? would even be booked to do where's your worst market I mean, we did 500 pe we did a 500 cap yesterday in west virginia middle nowhere yesterday yeah oh, i'd love to see that yeah it was awesome it dying feet is no barricade it's awesome nice yeah it's fucking sick sold out yeah yeah good for you why'd you do an ep the reason why everyone else did an ep go on let's, let's preface it Tearing the fabric of life. Yes. It's a fucking, I listen to it every single day at the gym because yeah. it's so short mm -hmm. that I just pop it on and then I go, this is this has been my life for maybe at least 
six months yeah. will be I'm at the gym, I put your EP on, and then I put Immutable Rhyme of Sugar on, but I start a track two, and then I skip a few tracks in the middle. Yeah. And then my workout's done. Why? First off, fucking record rules. Thank you. Why'd you waste it on an EP? Um, so... To say, well, he said waste. Shut the fuck up. I didn't mean that. Make the fart If you don't know... (laughs) If you don't know, it's considered a waste to do an EP because labels kind of don't take it seriously, press kind of doesn't take it seriously, and uh, touring, like, touring fucking bookers don't take it seriously so where we were where we were at was everyone was kind of doing projects like that because of covid yeah because of covid because no one knew when touring was coming back it was everyone in the world's excuse every band in the world's excuse to be like well we're gonna lock ourselves away and do a passion project you know like everyone in the world did that but Actually, our idea for the record came way before that. Um, the idea for a spooky EP came when we wrote In the Walls off the 2019 record, Different Shade of Blue. And it was when we wrote that song, and it was like a ghost song, you know. Brian explained about the ghost story yeah, in his episode. If anyone hasn't heard the Brian episode, listen to Go it. listen to it. Get the ghost story. Um, it's ghost as well. There's a lot of stuff in Yeah. There. And then we had the idea from that time forward to do a ghost, scary, like horror-themed EP. So that had already been in the ether. And then when COVID happened, it basically gave us an excuse to be like, oh, let's just do that then. Yeah. You know, it was a pretty easy thing. Like we we already had the idea, we were stoked on it. And then it was easy to write. We just booked one cabin, stayed there for two two weeks, two and a half weeks, wrote it, went to Putney's a couple months after, maybe two months after, not long, and it was easy. You know, the hard part of Tear the Fabric of Life was um, you know, all the post stuff, just making sure all the imagery was correct, making yeah, sure the, the video, video was, was correct. Fucking, uh, video is a huge part of it. Yeah, and like that went through like five or six iterations, like literally, like we started it. With the same it. guy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because we knew he was sick, you know, but you know, something, Brian just had a very specific vision, obviously, because he wrote the fucking story. So yeah. um, he's so cool. He's, he's so, so cool. like secretly really clever. Yeah, he's very cool. Don't tell him that though. You'll no, hear it. Yeah. Some, some <laughs> um, at any point, did you? Was it just always just wrapped up with the story, or at any point were you like, "This is sick. We should make it longer." We knew that it had to be self-contained. Um, that was the whole idea from the beginning, and we didn't really feel like we were wasting the material on an EP because we knew from the beginning that that's what it was going to be. Like yeah. it wasn't like a. You know, we've kind of fucked ourselves now because now we've done that thing where we're like, we've to. done a, a, a self-contained EP that's short and cool and like, you know, has the look and everything. So now we have to put out a full, full length, length as that's good. as good and I won't settle for as good. It, it has, has to, be, to better. be better. Yeah. You know, so we've kind of fucked ourselves now with that, but we knew that that's what we wanted to do. 
you know, we, we knew for, we've known for years that we wanted to put that out. So when it came out and, you know, seemed to go as well as it did, you know. I mean, and also is it kind of a little fuck you to like the, the tour bookers and the press and everyone that don't take EP seriously because the yeah. tours that you're getting off the back of that yeah. are insane. Yeah. I mean, we, it's, it's hard to, I, I'm super weird about, I, I like, I don't really know how to talk about how successful a release is, you know, because like, it's, it's hard to know because half the, like full disclosure, half the time we show up, I show up to play a show, even a headline show. I'm assuming that like half these people just heard counting worms off of TikTok and that's why they're here. Is and that I the think case? that that's yes, I legitimately think so. I know it's that at Blue Ridge. Yeah, and I I think that that's the case in most places. I think that it's literally people heard counting worms off of TikTok or they heard, you know, the Gary mistakes like fractures meme, yeah. you know, and like that's a good percentage of why people come. What's your, what's your views on those? I don't... I mean, anything that has... I've never seen a knock loose meme like that go off and be viral and been like, oh, wish that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... Who I the, think they're fucking awesome. Yeah, like, who the fuck... I, I may not think that they're funny. Like, the first time I heard the the SpongeBob knock loose thing, I was like, okay. You know, like... I, I laughed my ass off. Yeah, I did not think it was funny at all. But at the same time, if someone does think it's funny... And comes to the show yeah. because they think it's funny. And then, like... Do people shout Gary before that section? No. Thank God. No. That would Don't be get bad. any fucking ideas. That would be bad. But I, I, if someone... If you're listening to this and have just heard my band from a meme and want to come to the show, I do not think any less of you. And what's cool is that if someone has heard that, and is like unfamiliar with most of the music, they'll come to the show and they'll see a bunch of other sick bands and this they'll is, fucking. This is why I love you guys. You yeah, care like so that's much the whole, about the scene. Like that's how, that's the entire point of the band. Like Knock Loose's literally whole point of the band is do the big tour, take the kids, they come to the headliner, they see the them. smaller bands. More people go to that show. They discover hardcore. They discover metal. Like whatever. Like it's the entire rising point. tides. It's the whole ships. thing that we're trying to do, and it's like always been that way from day one. It was like, yo, if this is gonna happen, like if we're getting kids in, it's like we're gonna book a badass show and have a show that kids can come to and be like, holy fuck, I found all these new bands. Yeah, you know. So. Really, when it comes down to the memes and TikToks and stuff, if if there's only if someone comes to our headline show and only knows two songs, I hope they like more afterwards. You know, yeah. it's like that's how I feel about it. You know, um, but it's it's for sure a thing. Like a good portion of KL fans heard Counting Worms and were like, "This is the craziest thing ever." And you know, you know, you show. got lucky, and it's not even getting lucky, but like you didn't do it again. Yeah, because if you'd have done it again, the bark. Oh my God, no! I I, I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we but like, dream of that. you know, like how the Blair became a thing, and now there's 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 groups of people out there who don't like a song unless it has one in it. Yeah, that's a mental illness. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of people that would love a 
accounting worms part two with, you know, with four dog barks. You know, like I like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 want us to just keep going with it. And like I said, there's lots of people that are like into that stuff. But it's like we. What's funny is that, you know, that song has like a pretty happy energy. I think the funny story about that song is that. It has a pretty happy energy now because it's like people will just put the song over, you know, their dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, making a mess out of something or like, you know, it's like, so it's, it's such a joke, you know, now people are like, oh, Counting Worms song, I love this song. But like back in the day when we started playing Counting Worms, when we wrote it, it was the most terrifying part of our set. Like when we wrote that song, as soon as the clicks came in, People, people were yeah, beating the dog shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Like it was not a safe environment. You know, like now we kick into and people go, yay! But back in the dead, it was like, oh no, like they're playing that song. I'm gonna die now. You know, so it's just Isn't funny. That funny. Yeah. I wonder if there is a crossover to like why it became so popular. I don't think it became popular because it's the noise of a dog. It probably became popular because it was like, because after the dog noise. It was a mix. It's it, so heavy. It's very heavy. I think that I think that it popped off originally because it was like, oh, this song is so scary. But then, you know, young kids are so fucking desensitized to like crazy mosh stuff yeah. now that it's just like, whoopee, you know? Like, Can't wait. Has there been bands that have taken it? Arf Arf? Yeah. Yes. So many, really. So many, yeah. Too many to I, I too many to name. But there's like, bands that have done this guy too. But anyone that's like, I mean that one like Horn and stuff like I. But like a dog bark is pretty much you guys. There's there are so many post post KL po- bands that literally post have off. that literally have art art in their music. But the thing is, is that we weren't the first band to do that. Who There's did? hella like old hardcore bands that have done yeah, that I, shit. Yeah. You know, like that. There's old hardcore bands that have barks in their shit. You know, like fucking Scarhead. You know, like has shit in there. Like, like they have barks in their music. Like a bunch of old New York hardcore bands have shit like that. And like we put that in there because we were like, oh yeah, they do that, and that's hard. So let's do that. And then we it turned into this whole. Fucking shebang. But yes, there are bands that do that now. That's Arf funny. is a genre. <laughs> that is funny. I wonder if they do well off it. I wonder if it Probably. will become bands that... I kind of hate that clickiness. I hate the Blair clickiness. Yeah. Like, I get it that it's like a People coming at your boys, architects, for not having a Blair's Well, it's even like fucking... <laughs> stray... You know, the Stray oh, has, a blip, yeah, Stray, and, and we still there's one on the new record. Like, yeah. it's a nice noise to make. He's good at it. He's good at it, He's but it's like there's people that you know they actively just look for that in the music, and then yeah. the YouTube comments are like, "Not enough Blair," and then it's got like four thousand likes. And I'm like, grow yeah. up. I mean, the goal for us is to write something that's so fucking sick and so heavy that people, you know, don't like. When we wrote A Tear in the Fabric of Life, you know, and put that out, people weren't asking for barks on that because it was so disgusting. Yeah, because you didn't do it again. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're not going to, like, 
no, we're not doing accounting worms too. <laughs> you know, like fuck that. Um, big bigger Gojira influence on that yeah, EP. Yeah, it's one of the biggest influences we have as a band. It's one of the few bands that we all like. Was that EP written before or after the Gojira tour? Oh, way before. Way before. Way before. Was it out? Years before. Was it, it came out? out on the Gojira run. That's cool as fuck. Because what, what's track two? God knows. Track two. Remember. Very Gojira, yeah. Remember. Yeah, Gojira, it's, Gojira. It's, it's nothing like it, but I can see yeah, the, the influence. The tremolo picks and yeah. Shit, yeah. Which is cool because Gojira don't play that part of Remembrance Life. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they only play the end. Exactly. Yeah. We, I mean, go, like I said, Gojira is a huge influence on our Same show. on Stray, and people just don't get it. People just still say. Well, because Gojira is a metal band with insane breakdowns in it. <laughs> Yeah. Still. And they're, they're still playing them. Yeah. Like, Born for One Thing off the new record is a fucking crazy breakdown. You know, so it's like, and they're so creative with them that it's like, how could you not rip them off? Do you know what happened? And I'll, I'll leak this right now. Uh, Mario DM'd me when Fortitude came out and I like posted it. Well, maybe it was just when the single came out, when Born for One Thing. I wanted to say Born for Two Things then because one of the working titles on Euthanasia was Born for Two Things because I so stole sick. the China pattern. Yeah. Just for one little bit. Um, but like, he posts, I posted about it and I was like, yeah, this is fucking sick or whatever. And then he DM'd me and was like, it's a little bit lighter than usual. The next one is going back to full Morbid Angel style. Yeah. And he just like messaged me that and I was like, what's going to happen? Yeah, that's, oh, that like, you just said that to me and I am... 10% happier than I was like 10 <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah. But like even then it's like I'm going to pull it up. Yeah. Keep no talking. Problem. Yeah, even then like like Gojira like the fact that Gojira is able to play and like right like born for one thing, like the fact that they're able to be like one of the bigger slash biggest metal bands that sound like that and play a it's it's a, a breakdown, breakdown yeah. you know. Like we when that tour that we did with them, the whole running thing was us being like, are they the biggest new like they're one of the biggest like bands that has like that have like metalcore breakdowns, yeah, like China breakdowns, you know. Um, I just can't believe that it's one of those bands. It's kind of like Meshuga too, where you're just like, how did a band that sound like this get this fucking big when it's just this insane? Yeah. Going for so long as well. I first saw him in 2007. Yeah. Bro, thank you. Now we, we're going back to the roots on the next album, Morbid Angel Slams. I'm so excited. That's insane. <laughs> That's fucking sick. Yeah. What's cool is that we were able to chat with them on that tour and be like, what Like, what do you guys listen to? Like, what are your influences as a band? It's like the same shit. It's like, they're like, oh, we like Meshuggah and we like we listen to Meshuggah and converge and morbid angel and it's like that's what i rip off when i'm writing my slams so it's yeah. the same <laughs> this is shit. where it comes from someone told me the most insane story and i was like gonna save it to ask joe if he comes on the podcast but then i think i burnt some bridge at roadrunner and no one's gonna do it mm. so i'll just tell you the story that someone told me was that when they did that metallica tour yeah lars and kirk took Mario and Joe out for dinner 
and like closed off this whole Italian restaurant. And when they go, it's like a fucking mafia movie when they turn up and it's like sat down table with the fucking light above it, like with the white and red checkered, yeah, like the whole just thing. Italian fucking mobster meeting. And then they're having dinner and uh, one, of, like, one of Metallica is like, oh, you want to come to the hotel room and smoke a joint? Yeah. Which old dude smoking joints, I'm all about that. Yeah, sounds And awesome. then I can't remember who fucking told me the story. And then they go, it wasn't anyone in Gojira, so it's someone that they've told. So it might be hearsay. But then they go to the hotel room, they smoke this joint, and apparently Lars and Kirk spend the whole time being super self-deprecating and just asking how to be so good, how to practice. <laughs> There's Kirk saying stuff like, I've been playing these songs for 20 years and I just get worse. Yeah. <laughs> like Just being super humble and just asking them for advice. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah, and that's sick. But also, like, that's... It's funny because it's like Metallica is... I'm going to go ahead and say it, objectively the best band to ever fucking play music. That's my fucking number one. So, and my favorite it, band and of all it, time. It, it, easily my favorite band. It's not even fucking close. Yes. So it's like they could play... They could play the most dog shit. First of all, I don't think they sound like dog shit now. I do not. You've seen that Daytona? Yeah. Like, it's tight. Yeah, I do not think they sound like dog shit. But even when they do, or if they do sound like dog shit, it does not change a fucking thing to me. No. And, of course and it's like... Metallica well, 60 as well right? yeah yeah. first off you're fucking old that's the first thing <laughs> no offense second but you old as fuck yeah you're old as fuck secondly it's like dude I knock loose compared to Gojira sounds like fucking dog shit you know it's like I hear fuck ups in our music all the time it's like I like we literally are a band that like throws our stuff around still yeah. and like you know Oh, that fret sounded bad, or like whatever. Like it happens all the time, so it's like I, I'm never concerned about that shit. It's like Go Gojira will spend. You know, I'm sure you know this, but they watch every set that they play. They film every set. I didn't know that. Okay, so they film their sets, and they will watch them back. I don't know if they'll be mad at me for saying this, but they film their sets. And they no, watch them back and they review them and they're like, they critique it. I mean, that's where, why they are where they are. Yeah. I would do that if I could be bothered. If someone else was setting that up, I would love it. Yeah. Because I notice stuff that I do when I film myself. I mean, it's the, I can't be that's the, t the, I'm the, I'm the dickhead in my band when it comes to like wanting to sound good. You know, like I'm the. As in, you're the one that wants it to sound yes, good. I'm the I'm the one that like look. I'm I'm the Lars and Kirk. Right. In my position, I'm always like, why can't we sound like them? You know, like yeah, that's yeah. that's my point in the band. Um, and uh, you know, so that type of dedication to live sound is like something that I really really respect. You know, like they've literally, they'll literally like go over a part and be like, should this be three BPM faster or not? You know, and they'll play the part. And like, they didn't play to a click, did they? Some songs, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Some songs. Depends. Depends on the track. Depends on the day, I imagine, because I've seen them a couple of times, and sometimes there's like a section where it's just like, wow, that's really fucking slow today. Yeah, yeah in a good way. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Hopefully it's a breakdown. I mean, it's always, it's always a double kick or a breakdown. Yeah. I'd love to slow down some double kick. Um, 
This is going to bring me on to the fucking, everyone's new favourite section of the fucking podcast that we need to start right now, mm. because otherwise we'll run out of time and battery. Uh, Dream Festival. Mm. Unless you've got any kind of like fucking thing you want to get off your chest. Man, I've Look, been... I plugged your tour, I plugged your EP, I never do that for people. Yeah. And it was seamless, because we had a conversation while we were doing you it. You know what, I've had this Dream Festival... That I've been thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. No. Exactly. I, I have thought about this segment before because I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. So I'm going to run you through what I need. We're going to do it in. We're going to do it in order. Yeah. The nice and easy one. Where is your dream festival taking place? Melbourne. Nice. Melbourne. Yeah. In like a venue, or is it like a fucking uni- um, unified type deal, like an actual festival? No, we'll do. No, we'll do a... I don't have a specific venue in Melbourne that I'm like... So we'll do it festival. So we'll do it festival style, because those can be cool. Outdoors. As long as it's a nice day out. I'm going to... It's my festival, so I can decide what the weather is. You can do fucking anything. So, you know, it'll be a nice, like, between... Probably like 70 degrees, you know, 65, 70 So you're... So it's not... It's like a Australian fall... Yeah, I guess it's not Australian, Australian summer. Not quite like fall. Fall can be chilly. Uh, it's enough to where you want to spend time outside, but you're not cold at all. Hoodie on at night, maybe. Just yes. for the style. Yeah, hoodie on at night. Yeah. Just so you can. Pick I mean, some I'm fits. like a jacket guy. So let's say it's it's Gets the, the type 60. of weather where you can wear a cool jacket. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, coming up to that time, I was walking around today, and I was like. Good, Dude, cold straight jacket. up yesterday. No, yes, yesterday was the first day it had felt like that yep. in fucking forever. I had a big bowl of fucking ramen today. That's so because awesome. it was cold, and I was like, oh. everyone else in my band got ramen today. Itchy ramen. Yeah, motherfucker. Where Times Square? Yeah, I was there. What when time? were you there? What time? No, actually, when were you there? Like 1.30. I swear to Christ, I have text evidence that they were there, if not at the same time, maybe 10 to 20 minutes after you. No fucking way. Yes, I what, promise. Because it's all boofed, we could have just been in there at the same I time. I hope to God like, that's what happened. Because I was like on my own. So it's like, I could... <laughs> I could have been fucking seconds away. That, you do me a favor and text them and find out what time. Hold on. No, I have the like texts where they're like, oh, we're here. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hold on. That's so fucking funny. Because I remember how it was there. Okay, no, it was after. What time? It was after. It was like an hour after. But they were in line while you were there. Yeah, they would have been because the line was fucking huge. Fucking huge. huge. I wonder why I didn't see them when I left, though. I don't know. I was there for a while. Because they just said we just sat down to eat and it was 2.41. But they were in line for at least an hour. They would have been sat down to eat when I was still eating or I'd left. Because I was there at... I could tell you exactly. This is exciting podcasting, isn't it? I'll tell you exactly what time it was when I was there. You ready? Yeah. It was exactly four hours ago, which was 2.30. (laughs) 
That sounded weirdly like the Ichiran jingle. <laughs> you were doing fucking X-Files in Ichiran style. Um, Point anyone, being, I'm fucking pissed. If anyone doesn't know what Ichiran is, it's the best ramen in Japan, and they have, for some reason, three in New York. Yeah. Um, and it has only one recipe. You can customize it. It's the fucking best. Yeah. It's awesome. fucking shit. Um... Which leads me, leads me to the next question. Yes. Other than it being lovely weather, jacket weather, cool jacket. What cool jacket you got at this festival? Um, you got a particularly cool jacket that you like or I you ha- are I'm, lusting over? I'm not joking. I have so many jackets. Jacket so I would need to look at all of them and decide which Come one. Come on, you I must did. have a favorite jacket. I don't because they all go with different outfits. Okay, you've got this outfit on. So I've got this outfit on yeah. right now. If you're listening to the audio one, he's got a nice sort of like cream pair of chinos. White, I can't tell because we're yeah, in a quite kind of creamish. Creamish. Um, pair of Vans, white socks, black t-shirt, gold chain. It looks great. So I think that I would, I would wear a black if I'm wearing this outfit, kind of, I'd turn this inside out and, and wear it so that it's, so that it's yeah, blank. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I'd put on a, uh, my green Stone Island corduroy. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Right. What is the accommodation arrangement? Mm. Bearing in mind, it doesn't have to be specific to Melbourne. Yeah. It can be just ideal. Are you you're on a bus or yeah. you've got, you know... Whatever. I mean, I think that the uh, the ideal situation is. Uh, I think the ideal situation is. I think we're gonna do like a villa, like a yeah. a, 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 a band villa that's like big enough to where my entire band can be there and our touring party be there comfortably but with also enough space to where people can fuck off if they want to yeah but not so far away that it feels like enough rooms yeah like we're playing hangout area yeah we're kind of all chilling but at the same time it's like if someone wants to go take a nap they can but at the same time like brian's playing Fortnite, and we're all kind of like i'm there visualizing it a huge like maybe l sofa yeah yeah and we're all just kind of hanging out and so yeah villa vibe and then maybe uh we don't even know if we're going to take advantage of this, but like, cause it gets, it'll get a little cooler, like maybe 50 degrees, Ooh. 55 degrees. We'll, we'll get a hot tub. I was just about to open my mouth. Because we love those. Yeah. Big hot tub guy. So we'll just put it there. So yeah, like Villa. And then we're talking, this Villa is somehow the most beautiful place I've ever been and the most serene place I've ever seen. But then the festival is somehow like across the street. It's a dream. Yeah. So that can happen. Yeah. Um, who? Oh, what is catering? Um. So. There's an obvious fucking answer. I mean, yeah. But what? Come on. But is there an obvious? I don't know if we're thinking of the same shit. Well, bearing in mind what we just spoke about, okay. that led into this fucking. Okay. Segment. Yeah, I, that's what I was hoping you were going for. Um. <laughs> But I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to have two, I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'll have two meals there and I'm usually like a one big meal a day guy. I don't Same. eat a bunch of meals. I usually just eat one like actual, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a piece of shit for like 30 minutes and that's yeah. what it is. 
So I'll have the option of choosing between the two. I'll do Ichiran as one of them. Yeah. But what I'll actually go for and end up doing is uh, <clears throat> is my favorite meal that exists, which is this place called uh, Eventide Oyster Company in Portland, Maine. And it's great a, seafood in Portland, Maine. Oh yeah, and it is a uh, it is a. I think it's I think Connecticut style is the hot roll. It's a hot lobster roll, um, and then their um, their clam chowder, which is it's there's like only a couple meals that do this. It's almost made me cry before. You know what, mate? It's so funny that you should say that. Yeah. Because I know that you genuinely mean that. Yeah. The first time I ever had... Have you ever had a Papa John cinnamon pie? Yeah. Yeah. The first time I no, ever same had it. Shit. Yeah. The no, first same shit. And I was like, I think I might cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where... So, every single time... Portland, Maine is one of my favorite cities in the world already. When I go there, I'm usually going there by myself because, like, everyone else, like, doesn't want to go or whatever. I just sit down and I have my own little corner. And then the, the lobster rolls are, like, $16. I order at least three. Fucking Minimum hell. three. They're not huge. They're, like, this big. But you it's know? just so high-quality lobster. But, but it's, you take one bite and it's you're It's a lobster like, slider. Yeah, you're like, I... I'm going to cry. You know, like, that's how you feel. So I'm going to have that there. Um, but if I'm not feeling that for whatever reason, you know, let's say I'm afraid of seafood or whatever that day, I'm doing, I'll do Ichiran. Cause that's like, that's like as comfortable of a meal. There's nothing more comforting oh, big ball than ramen. Ichiran. Especially if you're doing like Japan in the winter. Holy It was fuck. literally me today. I was like, I'm just kind of chilly today. I'm doing Ichiran. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Now we should probably get onto the music. Yeah. So... Small, no. Let's go. Let's go this way. Whose headline? Metallica. Easy. Obvious answer. It's not, and then close. trajectory from that, we will go to top five Metallica albums in mm-hmm. order. Mm-hmm. I think about this all the time. Let me guess. Justice me, is the best. Let me Metallica. guess. Let me guess yours. Yeah. Justice ride puppets. Black, kill them all. Justice. Puppets. Everyone. Black. Wow. And you're in a hardcore band. Kill them all ride. Ride is your least favorite? Yeah. That's because you've heard it all before in the fucking VFW halls. Yeah, so I think... I don't like the production on ride very much. Um, But I can't... Like, I don't like, I, I don't really like Escape mm. really that much. Whatever is cut, cut, dun, 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 and, but like, other than Wait, that. Black Album Back to Front for you is good. Yes. See, I've got skippers on the Black Album. I like every Metallica song that's ever been made. Besides Lulu, doesn't count. Lulu does not count. It's not even a fucking spotlight. Um, Cover, and some of the covers don't count either because it's not their shit. 
I got skippers on Black Album. I love the Black Album. And I think Holier Than Now is one of my favorite Metallica songs. It's incredible. That's incredible. But when it drops down to bass, just bass and drums. But how people, I get legitimately upset when people think I'm stupid for putting Justice. First. No, Justice is my number one as well. Because it's the most fucked up metal record. Like it's so ever. tech. It's terrifying. It's political. Yeah. It's big brain, but also the moshiest one. It's the darkest one by miles. Yeah. The production's yeah, like one. Yeah. Dark. The production's bad, and it's still awesome. I kind of like it. Same. Like everyone like moans Same. about the bass. It's like, I don't care Same. about bass. I wish there was bass, but it's not enough to make me not <laughs> listen to it. Like what the like. Like the black and the mosh part, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like and the turnaround, yeah. Like, I don't, like, uh, yeah. If you don't like it, you're fucking stupid, and that's a fact. Hard agree, yes. Okay, so Metallica are headlining, Metallica's headlining. Okay, who is a knock loose while playing, obviously. Yeah, I'll um, play it. Who, <laughs> I'll play it. Who is main support to Metallica? So, you know, the sort of band that would be in a main support slot. It's my festival, so... I love the way you keep saying that. No one's trying to take this festival away from you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Korn. Korn will play. Nice. That's my second favorite band of all time. Really? Yeah. What's your favorite Korn record? That's tough. That's really tough. Uh, probably... Issues, probably. Yes. Just, Just for the vibe that. itself. The vibe so and the, evil. the bangers on it. Yeah, but it would probably bangers. go. It would probably go. Issues and then the self-titled is like close behind it, and then Life is Peachy because those. That's just just fucking crazy. Um, yeah, so corn's probably. I'll, I'll do corn. Interesting. I like. I like issues. I mean, I love issues, and I love follow the leader. Issues is just so weird. I love Follow the Leader, but then like coming back to the self-titled as a grown-ass man, some of it can, I can miss some of it. Yeah. Um, but please come on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. But because actually like the newer corn fucks. Yeah, they still, like, they still rule. Yeah. The they stuff that was sick. classic is so actually my the, least favorite. I'll go off about corn real fast in like 30 seconds. There's a lot of metal bands that are around that you see them play still, and they they used to be like super edgy and weird, and yeah. now with the and now it's a very like put your horns in the sky yeah, vibe. Like, corn, business as usual. Corn still weird. <laughs> still weird. Still weird. Yeah. Still awesome. And they got a drummer that's far better now. He's which is very good. Integral. He's very very good at the drums. Very good. Um, okay. Small band on that you just you would discover and you want other people to discover, so like a tiny band. This is me doing my bit for the community. That I just found. No, you didn't just find, but like, let's assume you're at the festival and it's like a band that could be on a tiny stage that you would stumble across, but it is a band that you in fact like now. This is me. Yeah, this one's going to be tough because I. Listen to so much fucking tiny little small bands. Yes. Give me a stage then. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm yeah, just gonna. I'm just off. gonna be weird right now because I've been listening to them and it's something totally out of genre. I'm gonna put liturgy on there. You know who liturgy yeah, is? Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, I'm gonna that's, put liturgy on there. 
Um, because I would want to see that. Yeah. Uh, anyone that doesn't know, it's this weird ass symphonic, crazy, psycho theologian black metal. Yeah, borderline into fucking stonery. Yeah, noise, crazy shit. And I've just been listening to a lot recently, so I'm gonna put that on there. But there's so many young, so many like younger bands that I would like want to put like. God, like I, I literally spend my entire days thinking of like small bands, you know, my fucking friends' bands or bands that I love to see. Um, give me so some. that's tough. Give me some. Give me, give me a little fucking stage. Okay. Can I look at my phone? You can look at your phone. I'm looking at my phone. It's fine. I need to, I, I need, I can't fuck this up. End is playing. End aren't small. Gates to Hell from Louisville's playing. Gates to Hell. Yeah, it's a Louisville. It's a, that is a, a Louisville band, super heavy. Fucking awesome. Um, let's see, Vomit Fourth is playing. Vomit Fourth. Vomit Fourth. It's Death Metal, sounds like Cryptopsy. It's awesome. I think I've heard the name and never checked. Oh, that uh, Sangwa Sugabog is playing. How, yeah, how do I say that? Sangwa. Sangwa. Suga. Sugabog. Bog. That band's fucking sick. I just don't know how so, to say the name. Yeah, they're fucking sick, and I've heard some of the new tracks live, and it instead of going like more death metal, it's going more Mashuga. Wow. And it's, that's cool. And the dude that plays in it is like a jazz fusion guy. Like the dude who writes it all is like oh, a crazy. That's like, why it's so good. That's why it's so fucking crazy. I love that. That's a drum king you need to watch. Yeah, is, is that dude's drum? Pad. I think I uh, is it eight five six one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it's it. fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, weird. I listen. The answer to this is I listen to too many. To I mean, you just gave me a bunch. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, after show, what are you doing? What is the after? Can I show? add some bands to this? Like some yeah. some uh, just so I can be for the nineteen seventy five is playing. Oh, okay. Meshuggah's playing. This is a great festival. Yeah. This so. Is- it's the sort of festival that would happen in Sweden. Yes. You know, when they have those crazy mixed Metallica's playing, Korn's playing, the 1975 playing, and Meshuggah are playing. Maybe separate day, 1975, but not loose is there for the whole weekend. Yeah. Otherwise, there's going to be beef. Yeah. It's your dream. It's your dream, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then after after the show, um, we're going back to the villa, and we're hanging out for a good amount of time. We're hanging out till like... 4 a.m. Nice. Because I hate, because I'm, I'm up late every yeah. night. Last night I was up until 4, woke up at 8. And I then, mean, that's kind of me as well. Any reason for that? Mine is pure insomnia. Um, insomnia has a lot to do with it, but also I just, it's important to me not, so here's what happens. I'm a night owl, but mm-hmm. it's also important to me not to sleep in late is what it is. Because, like, if I sleep in late, I'll feel like fucking shit. See, I do the opposite. I stay up late, and then if I'm in if I'm in a building, I'll wake up early. But if I'm on a bus, I'll go to bed at 4 or 5 o'clock, and then I'll get up at, like, 2, 3. Yeah, I can't do that. Because what happens is I just feel terrible. I don't feel good. Even if I get... First off, if I get 8-plus hours of sleep, like, if I'm sleeping 9 hours, I feel bad. I did that the other day on Monday. Feel bad. The night before, Seth Myers didn't sleep at all because obviously I'm just fucking freaking out. 
and then the night after slept for nine and a half hours it felt fucking terrible yeah it's terrible. worse than when i didn't sleep. i'm a six hours guy i'm a six hours guy seven seven is great six is what usually is eight's pushing it nine's way too long and i feel great about it like my my schedule is like two or three to like nine you know good for you which is like sick okay 975 my sugar you got anyone else no after the show true. hanging out hanging out because i i yeah i want everyone to hang out with me you know? and you don't drink no i don't drink ever no i have never drank no claim claim edge yes yeah i'm in a straight edge band not, I was about to say, fucking packs on drinks more than anyone I know. Yeah. But in a different straight man. Yeah. What's your straight man? We're called Inclination. We're putting out a full length soon. Quick plug. Sweet plug, yeah. That's where I was going with that. There you go. What is it? Just straight edge hardcore? Uh, it sounds like uh, Strife, One King Down, that kind of stuff. Some, nice. you know, that kind of like late 90s, early Strife 2000s Strife fucking stuff. rules. Yeah, that's fucking great. Great band. Cool. I think that's it. That's us. Yeah. We've done a. This was awesome. Yeah, we've done a fucking nearly two. Yeah. I'll cut it down a little bit, chop a couple of little moments out. The camera's still going. Hopefully, we're in focus. How long are you in the United States for now? I have been here for nine weeks. I am here until Sunday. Okay. And then I go home. I have 11 days off. Are you excited? Uh, kind of, but I'm more like, I was excited and then I remembered we're going straight back on tour after 11 days. I moved into a new apartment four days before I bought a house right before we left, closed the day before we left. That happened to me. I closed four days before leaving. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, four days before leaving and then it sucks, doesn't it? Because you just go away and you're like, I've got so much to do. Yeah. Yeah, I have to make my house look cool. That's 100% right. Yeah. But I did. So this will probably be the last episode of the podcast out, other than maybe there's a stray one that I've already recorded, before uh, I deliberately got an apartment that has such a big fucking... Ooh, flex. It's an apartment, it's not a house. Um, but it's a big fucking apartment. Uh, a cool fucking area to do the whole fucking Joe Rogan looking thing. Desk, mic's constantly set up. So great. Camera's constantly set up. None of this jerry-rigging. Everything's sick. LED light, exposed brickwork. Like, this will be the last one before that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, man. You too. Can't wait. And then, next, when are you next in the UK? Not Not until next year, probably. Well, we'll do it. We're doing the Stick to Your Guns tour, but we're not doing the UK stuff. Because we did the UK earlier this year with terror. Nice. Okay, so when you are... Sorry, I'm yawning. When you're back over, we'll do it again. Yeah. Maybe I'll get everyone in. That's what I was going to say. I I was wondering if you were just going to go and do everyone in the band separately. I mean, I will definitely, but there's definitely like... I think... Having Brian back is a priority. Yeah. He's the ARF guy. He's the guy that created That's going to get you the streams, barking. brother. <laughs> I'm just going to do a, a whole podcast of him going, ARF. Yeah. Um, and then, like, so then I'm thinking, like, I have enough space and enough microphones and stuff. I could just literally get the whole band into one fucking podcast. We're pretty cool to interview. 
in, in, when we're when we're do, when we do those types of interviews where it's like the homie yeah we're fun i, I promise you're it'll fun be, anyway this is fun i promise it'll be entertaining fuck yeah okay let's wrap it up i love you love check you. out fucking not loose's ep check out inclination you got songs out or you're just oh yeah oh yeah that's a uh, that band is going strong and then on tour this one this will probably come out when you're still on tour yeah with Bring Me the Horizon. You got yeah. anything else at the end of the year? You got time off? No, I gotta write this new Knock Loose record. Which has to be better than the other one. Yep, good luck to me. My fucking guy. Take care, enjoy your tour. Peace. <laughs>